Good afternoon, everyone. The vacation feel is in the air on the update this Wednesday. The big question after the former president's arraignment yesterday is what happens now? He's been confronted with that 34-count felony indictment, accusing him in a scheme to bury the allegations of extramarital affairs that arose during his first White House campaign. We'll take a glance at the three hush money cases in the Trump indictment. A new survey of lead pipes across this country estimates that Florida has more than any other state. The Yanks and the Mets were both on the losing end of things. Kyle Schwarber hit his 200th career homer on the game's second pitch and added an RBI single as the Phillies became the last team in the majors to get a win this season, beating the Yankees to avoid their worst start since 1934. Meanwhile, in Milwaukee, Rowdy Tellez, Brian Anderson, and Garrett Mitchell hit back-to-back-to-back home runs off Max Scherzer in the sixth, and Wade Miley earned his 100th career win as the Brewers routed the Mets. And is this really for the best of both worlds? UFC President Dana White says that combining forces with the WWE will create an even larger fan base for both organizations. This is the update on the day before spring break, Wednesday, April the 5th, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York's stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, this is the update of Brandon Julian, a three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Wednesday, the first hump day in the month of April for us around here, but it's not just any hump day. Uh, It's the last day before spring break 2023. As that Phil Collins song once said, you know, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, which I'd like to sing that song, but I can't, you know... I can't sing that song, you know, because of rights issues. It's also the last little break we have until we have the next big, long stretch that will take us into uh, Independence Day. Uh, July 4th, maybe it's one day off or a Memorial Day, but, you know, it's the next real major stretch, and I had to make sure, of course, my voice is ready for the next major long stretch. Don't want to let any of you people down, after all. <laughs> I'm Brittany Julian, of course, folks, ready to go in the vacation mood. <laughs> we appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be, however you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on, as per the usual. Uh, we're going to begin this Wednesday with... Uh, What happens now to the former president after that historic day yesterday? A stone-faced Donald Trump was confronted with a 34-count felony indictment 
accusing him in a scheme to bury allegations of extramarital affairs that arose during his first White House campaign. The arraignment yesterday in a Manhattan courtroom was a stunning and humbling spectacle for the former president. It put him face to face with prosecutors who bluntly accused him of criminal conduct and set the stage for a possible criminal trial in the city where he became a celebrity decades ago. Trump pleaded not guilty. Speaking later, of course, at Mar-a-Lago in Florida, Trump bitterly attacked the prosecutor and the judge despite being admonished hours earlier about his incendiary rhetoric. And now, of course, those criminal charges um, he's facing here in New York, which stem from three separate instances in which the former president and his associates are accused of making hush money payments during that campaign in 2016. Prosecutors say that payoffs were made to two women to suppress information about extramarital sexual encounters they said they had with years earlier. And the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, says a payment was made to a one-time Trump Tower doorman who claimed to have a story about a child he alleged Trump had out of wedlock. He was charged, of course, with 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. He surrendered earlier yesterday, of course, and he pleaded not guilty to all the charges. We will have the latest details on the former president, of course, when we come back from vacation time. Now, on to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And the founder of the student loan assistance startup company, Frank, that J.P. Morgan Chase acquired for $175 million has now been arrested on charges that she duped the financial giant by dramatically inflating the number of customers that her company had. Charlie Javis of Miami Beach, Florida, was arrested Monday night in New Jersey on conspiracy, wire, and bank fraud charges. A charging document in Manhattan federal court says she claimed her company had over 4 million users when it had fewer than 300,000 customers. Authorities said that Javis, who appeared on the Forbes 2019 30 under 30 list, would have earned $45 million from the fraud. Out west in Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Bills there, the NFL team, moved one step closer to breaking ground on their new stadium uh, by June 1st after formally submitting the final uh, contractual agreements, including a 30-year lease, to the county. The county's approval would clear the way for construction on the now-projected $1.5 billion-plus, 60,000-plus seat facility to begin across the street from the Bills' current stadium in Orchard Park. The cost of the facility has increased from the original estimate of $1.4 billion. Uh, a majority of the construction is expected to be complete in time for the 2026 season. <clears throat> There's a new survey of lead pipes across this country, and it estimates that Florida has the most of any other state in the Union. 
The EPA survey released uh, yesterday is important because it will be a factor in how $15 billion in infrastructure money will be doled out to find and will try to estimate the number of lead pipes. Florida's is estimated 1.16 million pipes was surprising to one expert whose group had previously put the state's total closer to about 200,000. The EPA says it extrapolated from responses from water providers. Meanwhile, a self-exiled Chinese businessman charged in a billion-dollar fraud was labeled sociopathic by a prosecutor who asked that the defendant be held without bail here in the city until his trial. But a lawyer for 54-year-old Go Wenghui insisted at a bail hearing yesterday that his client deserved bail, saying that he was not a flight risk. Judge Annalisa Torres did not immediately rule. Uh, Wenghui is charged with several crimes, including wire and securities fraud. He's charged in, short, in court papers under the name Ho Wan Kwok. Uh, once thought to be amongst the richest people in China, Guo left in 2014 during an anti-corruption crackdown as individuals that were close to him were ensnared. In other news, uh, J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon is telling investors that government and banks should work to adjust industry regulations following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank last month. The chairman and CEO said the financial system needs to be adjusted so that one bank's failure does not, quote, cause undue panic and financial harm. The comments made in Diamonds' annual letter to J.P. Morgan Chase shareholders yesterday were as first since the two banks failed. Diamond is a veteran of the 2008 financial crisis and one of the last senior executives remaining at a Wall Street firm since the industry nearly collapsed 15 years ago. And finally... The sons of the cosmetics giant Estee Lauder, along with her four grandchildren, pledged $200 million yesterday to the Alzheimer's Drug Recovery Foundation. Discovery Foundation, excuse me. Uh, Leonard and Ronald Lauder founded the organization in 1998 in honor of their mother, who had Alzheimer's, as did many other members of her family. Mark Rothmeyer, the organization's CEO, said that the gift is meant to accelerate the time frame for when research will yield treatments for the disease. More than 50 million people worldwide have Alzheimer's, which gradually attacks areas of the brain needed for memory, reasoning, communication, and daily tasks. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Wednesday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Going to talk some sports and how the Yankees and the Mets are on the uh, losing end of things. And uh, then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news, including in Topeka, Kansas, a proposal there with some of the nation's broadest bathroom restrictions and a ban on transgender people changing their driver's licenses cleared the Republican-controlled legislature. 
going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course. Uh, when the update, Brad and Julian, on the day before spring break, vacation mode is in the air. <laughs> when the update returns in just a moment. From New York, doing business in the same location since 1953. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Of all the newscasters in New York, I just happen to be one of them. This is The Update with Brandon Julian. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Beginning at 10 p.m. on Sunday, February 26th, until August. Jamaica Center bound J and Z trains will bypass 75th Street, Elders Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard 24 7 through summer 2023 for station rehabilitation work. During rush hours beginning Monday, February 27th, Skip-stop service is not running from Jamaica Center Parsons Archer to Crescent Street. Trains will make local stops instead. For alternative service, use the Q56 bus, making stops along Jamaica Avenue. Beginning Monday, February 27th, we're temporarily closing the passageway between the 1 two, and three trains at 14th Street, and the L, F, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the one, two, and three trains, and the F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you'll still be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings inside 
and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.75. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S-79 select bus service, pay on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip. The fare on express buses is $6.75. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So we're not that far into the regular season already, and it looks like the Yankees and the Mets are both on the wrong end of things, at least for the games yesterday. Up in the Bronx, Yankees play in the Phillies. Kyle Schwarber hit his 200th career homer on the game's second pitch. He added an RBI single as the Phillies became the last team in the majors uh, to get a win this season, beating the Yanks 4-1, to avoid their last, their worst start since 1934. The NL champions have been outscored 37-12 during an 0-4 start and are on the verge of their poorest beginning to a season since dropping their first seven games, also back in 1934. Brandon Marsh also went deep for it. But hey, at least the Yankees got on the scoreboard. In Milwaukee, Mets play in the Brewers. Rowdy Tellez, Brian Anderson, and Garrett Mitchell hit consecutive homers off Max Scherzer in the sixth. And Wade Miley earned his 100th career win as the Brewers routed the Mets 9-0. Anderson and Mitchell connected for back-to-back homers in the seventh off of reliever Brooks Raley. The hot-hitting Anderson, who had homered in uh, Monday's 10-0 victory, had a two-run double in the first against Scherzer and finished with six RBIs. Miley pitched six sharp innings, giving up just five hits. Three relievers uh, completed an an eight-hitter, handing the Mets consecutive shutouts for the first time since June of 2021 against the Braves. The Brewers beat the Mets for the 17th time in the last 20 games in Milwaukee. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Wednesday, we're going to talk together the latest national news, including in Madison, Wisconsin, where a Democratic-backed Milwaukee judge has won the high-stakes Wisconsin Supreme Court race, ensuring that liberals will take majority control of the court for the first time in 15 years with the fate of the state's abortion ban pending. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian returns after these messages. From New York, please use only as directed at 
and ask your doctor if it's right for you. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. <coughs> Hello? Man, where are you? This wedding is lit. I thought you were coming. Oh, I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <coughs> the flu? You didn't get a flu shot? Uh, <coughs> I wish I did. I can't believe I'm missing out on Greg's wedding. Grandma's about the crowd, sir. Grandma's about the what? <coughs> what? Man, I'll call you back. <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> Sounds like another case of flu FOMO. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. It keeps you protected and also protects your loved ones. Protecting our community can't wait. So why get stuck inside with the flu? Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Bajan Common Sense. Bajan Common Sense. Does anybody know if there's any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Indeed, it is, folks. Ooh. I wish my nose is clear. <laughs> Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Wednesday, everyone. Not just the first hump day in the month of April around here, but the day before spring break. Yes, the spring break of 2023. And I personally, excuse me, <laughs> I personally enjoy spring break, you know, because it's a time where, you know, we get to relax, or at least I get to relax, I get to rest my voice for a bit. I get to do things that I don't normally get to do. I get to be with my wife more on a regular basis. It's a, Spring break is really one of those unrelated things, as with all. So yeah, hopefully all of you get to enjoy whatever you're doing. In that time, <laughs> I talk about my wife as I've said constantly before on this program. I mean, hell, you listen to the intro of this show, this stage, the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, is named after her. Another woman definitely had to kiss a lot of frogs to find her prince, including this one. There's a couple that's on TikTok that's hitting back at the haters. <laughs> after they received a comment doubting their love as viewers think that his wife is too is much too hot for him. Which, uh, if I allow to get personal for a second, I honestly thought the first thing when I met my wife many years ago, I'm like, you know, she is way too, she's way too good for me. I don't know what I don't know what I did to make her choose, uh, to make her choose me, but uh, hell, I'm just I'm happy for it. Uh, Scott, who's from Houston, Texas, and his wife, Divine, who's originally from the Philippines, first met in 2017, after she sent him a Facebook message thinking that he was actually somebody else. The sparks flew, uh, the sparks flew from there. He proposed to her that year during a trip to visit her home country, and the two got married nearly four years later when she moved to the United States. And yet, and yet, 
despite all that, the folks, they just still are not buying. One comment on one of the recent TikTok videos read... <laughs> one comment on one of the recent TikTok videos read, Wow, he isn't cute at all. Come on, be real with us. In response, the two posted a video of themselves in a car with Divine complaining, Babe, they said, you're not cute. Uh, Scott said, gesturing to his wife sitting next to him, I guess it doesn't really matter. She thinks I'm cute. Taking it even further, Divide said, Yeah, what are you talking about, guys? My husband is very, uh, very handsome. She then grabbed his face, caressing his cheek and giving him a huge kiss on the lips. She continued as she rubbed his chin. Handsome, handsome, and handsome, and handsome. <laughs> of all the people in the world I know. Uh, the New York Post, the people who wrote this article, they reached out to Scott and Divine for further comment. Uh, Scott lives with a chronic autoimmune disease called uh, scleroderma, which he began developing at the age of 13. The illness, which has no cure, can cause inflammation. Can cause inflammation in your skin and other parts of your body, uh, according to the National Institute of Arthritis and Musculoskeletal and Skin Diseases. In the past, the twosome has uh, spoken about the backlash they've received for being together and the reactions that they've gotten online, especially on TikTok. Scott said during an appearance on Truly TV earlier this year, quote, We have very strong supporters, but there's a lot of people who will bash us uh, at any chance they get. Uh, so bash us at any chance that they can, even if it's just for watching one video. Where the hell, are, where the hell am I reading? <laughs> They explain that the comments they often get are accusing Divine of want, just wanting a green card from him, or that she married him because he was rich. And even though the two are trying to clear things up about their marriage in their most recent video, they still let some haters in the comments section. One person accused, quote, that wallet and green card must be real cute. <laughs> Another agreed writing, I agree that he's a good-looking man, as you are a beautiful woman, but why keep up this nonsense? Just for the views? Somebody else cared crassly joke, do it for the money. However, some people did manage to come to their defense. One comment read, everyone jokes, uh, judges too much. Only God can judge. Another person seconded, looks are in the eyes of the beholder, that famous quote. However, Scott and Divine are not the only ones who have been criticized for the supposed mismatched looks. Last summer, another TikTok, TikTok couple <laughs> named Will and Katiana faced backlash about their relationship, with many users claiming that the bombshell was just too hot for him. Another couple was slammed for their 37-year age gap relationship. King Quran, age 25, fell in love with Queen Cheryl, age 62. But some think that she needs, quote, oxygen and a life alert. <laughs> However, the just like Scott and Divine, the two shut down any negativity during a 2021 Instagram live session. Cheryl maintained, quote, I'm not doing anything wrong. We dance, we spread positive vibes, we have a lot of good things going for us, and I'm not going to let the haters win. 
This is exactly what I thought of when I met my wife, uh, maybe all these years ago in the pre-COVID times. <laughs> you know, if anybody has seen me in real life, looked at me, and then they saw a picture of her, they would be like, like no way. Like, how'd you get her? I'd be like, I, uh, luck of the draw? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I guess, what do they say? Yeah, honesty is the best policy, no matter how much, no matter how much it might hurt. Just tell the truth. <laughs> also, what's the truth is, uh, I love, I love you, dear. I can't wait to spread time with you during spring break. <laughs> After the deal to national news, it is next for us around here, of course. When the update, Brandon Julian continues. From New York, the real mall of America. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's face it, life looks a little different. During these times, we're doing our best to keep our minds and bodies strong. And getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy, so we don't miss out on what matters. Like having game night at home. (coughs) Yeah, can't do that while sick with the flu. Now imagine family movie night that your daughter can't live without. Well, that's ruined. And don't forget your uncle's socially distanced cookout. (coughs) See, that's why it's important to be at our strongest. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu. Especially now, no one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at getmyflushot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. From New York, why would you go anywhere else? This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back uh, to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Wednesday, everyone. Last day before spring break 2023. Also, this is also the time... If you know, if you have a middle school, where every vacation time gets to that point where all the smart talking people have clearly gone home. <laughs> In any event, folks, thank you so much for still being here with us. Uh, let's talk together, as per the usual, of course, the latest national news. We're going to begin in Topeka, in Kansas where a proposal with some of the nation's as broad as bathroom restrictions and a ban on transgender people changing their driver's licenses has cleared the Republican-controlled legislature. The state Senate voted 28-12 to 12 yesterday with one vote, more than a two-thirds majority that would be needed to override uh, Democratic Governor Laura Kelly's expected veto. The action came the same day that Arkansas lawmakers sent Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders a scaled-back bathroom bill of their own with criminal penalties. 
both are among several hundred measures aimed at rolling back LGBTQ rights pursued by Republicans across the country. The Kansas measure deals with bathrooms, locker rooms, and other facilities. In other news, we're going to go to Madison in Wisconsin, where a Democrat-backed Milwaukee judge has won the high-stakes Wisconsin Supreme Court race yesterday, ensuring that liberals will take over majority control of the court for the first time in 15 years, with the fate of the state's abortion ban still pending. Milwaukee Milwaukee County Circuit Judge Janet Protosikwitz defeated former Justice Dan Kelly, who previously worked for Republicans and had support from the state's leading anti-abortion groups. It's his second loss in a race for the Supreme Court in three years. The new court, controlled four to three by liberals, is expected to decide a pending lawsuit challenging the uh, state's 1849 ban, uh, excuse me, the 1849 law banning abortion. Uh, Proto-Psychwitz made the issue a focus of her campaign and won the support of Planned Parenthood and other abortion rights groups. Down in Nashville, in Tennessee, Republican lawmakers there have taken the first steps to expel three Democratic members from the GOP-dominant House for their role in a recent gun control protest at the state capitol. Resolutions were filed uh, Monday against Representatives Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson. They led chants from the House floor with supporters in the gallery last Thursday. The resolution declared the three had participated in, quote, disorderly behavior, and, quote, did knowingly and intentionally bring disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives. Expelling lawmakers is an extraordinary action outside the Tennessee Capitol. Inside, I should say. Just two other House members have ever been ousted from the chamber since the Civil War. And out in the American West, in Bellingham, Washington, state officials there have purchased a three-year supply of a leading abortion medication in anticipation of a court ruling that could limit its availability. Governor Jay Inslee announced yesterday that he ordered the Department of Corrections to buy 30,000 doses of the pill for about $1.3 million. Research shows that medication-induced abortions are safe. A Christian group, though, that filed the case in federal court in Texas claims that the drug was improperly approved. A ruling in that case would affect states where abortion is legal, as well as those that outlaw it. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. 
There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back uh, to the update for Anna Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. The day before spring break of 2023, I have my vacation stuff packed, ready to go here in the studio. I'm literally going to fly out the door as soon as, as soon as the show is over. <laughs> Thank you so much, folks, for still being here with us. We're talking together right now, of course, as per the usual, the latest national news. We're going to go to Des Moines, Iowa to talk about the weather. We only address on the show, as you know, when the weather is bad, and it has been. Strong storms, including hail and tornadoes, are again hitting parts of the Midwest and the South. The latest round of storms yesterday prompted officials to warn people, many coping with damage inflicted already by the deadly weather over this past weekend, to have shelter ready. Uh, storms on Friday that continued over the weekend spawned tornadoes in 11 states in the South, Midwest and the Northeast, killing over 30 people. The National Weather Service began issuing tornado and severe thunderstorm warnings last night in Iowa and Illinois, with forecasters saying severe weather was also likely uh, today in eastern Illinois, lower Michigan, and parts of the Ohio Valley. Fire danger remains high across portions of Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, and Colorado. In other news, we're going to go to Las Vegas, where UFC President Dana White says combining marketing forces with the WWE will create an even larger fan base for both organizations. The sides will work together after Endeavor announced a nearly $21.5 billion deal to bring WWE under its umbrella with UFC. White also says the Power Slap League has also agreed to a two-year media rights deal with Rumble. He says the deal includes eight events with the championship of next season's series expected to take place in the United Arab Emirates. In Chicago, uh, the mayoral race there is now tight after voters, uh, the voters voted. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> the voters, they voted to choose the next leader of the heavily Democratic city. Yesterday's runoff pitted former Chicago school CEO Paul Vallis against progressive Brandon Johnson. Vallis is a moderate Democrat endorsed by the police union there and major business groups. Johnson is a former teacher and union organizer backed by the Chicago Teachers Union. Uh, both men finished ahead of current mayor Lori Lightfoot in a February election making her the first incumbent in 40 years to seek re-election in the city and lose. The results of the contest between the parties as moderate and the progressive wings could have implications for Democrats nationally ahead of other elections, such as mayoral races in cities such as Philadelphia and also Houston. And finally, we're going to go to Washington. 
where the president says that it remains to be seen if artificial intelligence is dangerous. But he says technology companies have a responsibility to make sure their safe their products are safe before making them public. Biden met yesterday with his Council of Advisors on Science and Technology about the risks and opportunities that rapid advancements in artificial intelligence pose for individual users and national security. Artificial intelligence burst to burst to the forefront in the national conversation in recent months after the release of the popular chat GPT AI chatbot. That helped spark a race among tech giants to unveil similar tools, while raising ethical and societal concerns about technology that can generate convincing prose or imagery that makes it look like it's the work of humans. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that. As we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Uh, Wednesday, April the 5th, 2023. That's the update on this Wednesday. And for this week, I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. As for me, folks, I hope you enjoy your spring break, whatever you decide to do. As for me, it's time for me to go rest these weary bones for a little bit. I'm going to go enjoy my vacation time and go spend time with my wife, which is desperately needed. But don't worry, we'll be right back to it with new episodes right after the break. Don't worry, folks, you're going to be in good hands. Until we, until we meet again, folks, in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, and also importantly, please be well. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for spending some of your time with us. Hopefully you have a good spring break, and I'll see you right back here ready to go when we reconvene on the 17th. See you then.